There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. Welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh here with Jim Price. And, yes, sir. Uh, Jim, the news is U.S. Special Forces have, ar- uh, have arrived in Israel. Hmm. Okay. Well, there's, there's Americans. Did they have to leave Ukraine, are, or where were they leaving Yeah, from, they must have came directly from Ukraine. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so American hostages are being held in Gaza, and American Special Forces have arrived in Israel to help and assist the Americans hmm. don't know if uh, they're going to run an operation or not, which means that they are. Uh, it's going to be clandestine in the, nar- in the night, so that'll be coming up here very, very soon. Hmm. And we've already uh, we've already heard the warnings from uh, from Hezbollah, Lebanon, from Iran, and many others that if the Americans get involved in this, then there is going to be a sequence of events that come after that. And this is what uh, everybody's really worried about right now is that I I was talking about this last night on the show and last night on the podcast that it's clear that Iran, um, the, the quid, uh, the quid battalions over there in Iran from the revolutionary guard had something to do with this, that they were the ones funding this operation with the 6 billion that Joe Biden released last month, as well as Mm -hmm. black market, um, guns and uh, munitions that basically were sold in the black market through Ukraine, as well as confiscated in Afghanistan after Joe Biden's, um, ignorant withdrawal. Hmm. And so Iran got a lot of those armaments and obviously armed Hezbollah and uh, Hamas. Now, the thing is, is that this wasn't a, you know, hey, let's go in there and parachute in and take these people out. This was something that was planned. This is something that was uh, took months and months of advanced planning and training to do correctly and strategic, very strategic, because – you, you know, it, it's kind of interesting, and I'll, I'll talk about this here in a second, but right. um, the, the first place that they attacked was this concert, right? So there's a peace concert that was going there that had a lot of foreigners there. There's a lot of Europeans and a lot of Americans, uh, and this was on the West Bank. Right. And, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, Israel was at the brink of civil war. Do you remember this? Israel is uh, – the, the people of Israel uh-huh. are – revolting against their government. They, they, they don't like what was going on. Israel actually wanted to take away the right to carry uh, firearms uh, from its people, as well as, you know, there's obviously problems with Netanyahu. And the people were uh, protesting and, and everything was not going the way they wanted it to. Uh, then this concert, we just found out two days before the concert happened, they moved the location. Really? Well, that's nice they, of them. Yeah, they moved the location to this, I guess, if you want to say it, less secure, more open area. And that's the first place that Hamas actually attacked. Um, that sounds and, like Vegas. Well, yeah, but Sorry. it also it sounds like that someone needed a distraction. They needed to unify yeah. a country, and they, mm-hmm. let, they let something happen. Right. Uh, that's what it yeah. sounds like to me. But either way, what we have here right now is innocent civilians, Israeli and Palestinian – 
um, all dying from the backlash of this war, which is political in nature, but being targeted as a holy war. Um, and now you're seeing all the radicals come out of the woodwork with radical Islam and saying that it needs to be taught in every school in America and Americans will accept it or they'll die and all this stuff. Hmm. That's nice. So the warnings that we're hearing, though, are that mm. – some America will pay the price if they get involved. Well, we got a carrier group right there in the med. We have special forces on ground in Israel. Uh, that means that yeah. America is going to go in and get their hostages. That that is wait wait happen. wait. I thought the Israeli armed forces thing were they're kind of like this elite of elite. I thought they were like these super, you know, really cool. Why are we jumping in so fast? Why do we need to send five thousand of our dudes there if Israel is just fighting a little strip of land? Why do we well, need to we, get involved? We, we haven't sent 5,000 people. We sent probably uh, one team of about six to ten men, probably 15 to 20 men, uh, okay. special forces. And it's because Americans are involved and Israel has other priorities right now other than Americans that are being held hostage. And the uh, the U.S. Navy SEALs or, or Delta Force, this is, this is what they're good at. Delta Force would probably yeah. be the ones that are there. Uh, urban warfare, that type of terrain, that is more fitted for them. Okay. A hostage rescue, that type of thing. So Delta Force is most likely the ones that are on ground. They're the ones that are going to be fitted to do this. And uh, Israeli special forces, I mean, yeah, they, they have their uh, their necessities. They have the things that they're good at. But I think that Americans are probably more fitted for this type of operation. But the thing is, is once Americans get in there and get engaged with Hamas, that is going to spark massive outrage from Hezbollah in Lebanon and from Iran. And we could potentially see some type of Gulf of Tonkin incident, USS Liberty incident, uh, to mm -hmm. where the U.S. carrier group comes under attack or fire because of this through the outrage of America's involvement in it, or potentially even terrorist attacks in the United States of America. Because here's my, here's my, here's my problem with this. Okay. Whenever I look at any event that happens globally, I have to look at plausibility. Okay? Right. Is it plausible? Now, would Iran knowingly fund Hamas to do this operation. Because think about Hamas for a minute. Hamas okay. knows that once they do this operation, they're done. The, 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 the Gaza Strip is going to get annihilated and innocent people are going to die. Okay? They, they right. know this. Okay? They, they can, they're yeah. not a match for the IDF. Okay? True. So Hezbollah and Iran know... That, uh, you know, they can push these people to do this, but they would have to have some type of guarantee or backing, which means that there's more to the plan. If Iran knowingly funded this, they know that Israel will retaliate against Iran, and that's mostly likely um, going to war with Iran, with warships jumping in, bombarding, Americans would get involved, and that's going to escalate World War III. Iran would know this. So Iran would have to have had some type of insurance policy to know that when this begins to escalate, there's a series of events that will kick off to ensure that they will have the upper hand. Now, number one thing I believe this is, is that Iran already has nukes. I think that Iran has nukes. I think they have dirty nukes. And I think that they potentially strategically place some of these around the world and potentially even in Israel. Wow. So that's that. And this is actually not just me talking. This is a 20-plus-year uh, a military officer, veteran friend of mine, um, who's currently, you know, active defense contractor, 
um, and is former Special Forces. So this is his thoughts as well. So that could mean Hmm. that there could be dirty bombs in the United States. There could be dirty bombs in Israel. There could be dirty bombs throughout Europe. The idea that the first targeted people that came on the news media were German and Americans – Remember, they were parading that girl around and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, they targeted that concert for a reason because that's where the foreigners were collaborated. That's where the foreigners were grouped at. And that's who right. they took initially. And those are the first images to come out. Now we have, uh, you know, the IDF coming out and saying that, oh, 40 babies are dead and they, they decapitated these babies. Um, I don't know the truth right. in this. I mean, is, is that just pro- war propaganda? I mean, or did that really happen? If it really happened, Sounds it's a sad, bad. sad, sick, sick and sad state of affairs. Right. But something like that coming out, and then I go on Twitter, and what I see is I see the um, the war apologist coming out there and just, they're killing babies, they're killing babies, they're killing, and that's, it's everywhere now. And, okay. and you always know these war apologists, these people out there who are like um, trying to justify the killing of Palestinians, innocent Palestinians, because of the actions of Hamas. Right? Hmm. Like, like, they deserve to die because, you know, what they did to Israel. And, yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, right. some people sounds, uh, sounds are, just want peace, right? Um, yeah. but, but I made the comment. You know, I said, look. Peace has to happen, but sometimes you have to move through the evil and eradicate it before you can have that peace. And I think that that's what we're all awakening to right now in this world and that we're all seeing this hidden hand moving and guiding behind the scenes of what is happening in this crisis within Israel. And look, I don't blame Israel for going after Hamas and leveling uh, the Gaza Strip and doing what they're doing. I mean, they're defending themselves. And if I was a military general, I would be telling uh, my leadership exactly the same thing. Well, we need to hit these targets. We need to kill these people. We need to do this. This is what we need to do, and this is what we need to get done, no matter the circumstances. I mean, it, it appears to me, though, that Hamas was set up Hamas was set yeah. up for a, a greater conflict, which is brewing at this moment. And I believe that this greater conflict could escalate very, very rapidly. And we're in that first uh, 48 to 72 hours of this event. And this is like the critical moments because uh, if anything is going to happen, it's going to happen in the next day, the next three days. We'll be right back right. with more Dark Delight Show. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. Yes, sir. So my fear is that within the next few days, this could escalate massively. And if we all go back to some shows that I was doing a month ago, I was talking about this. I was talking about how this dark occult, these dark magicians, as I call them, these people that are the high elite of society or believe themselves to be the high elite of society, how they, they, they tend to organize global events around astrology. And we have some significant astrological events happening between September 23rd to October 31st. And I said that Something was going to happen between September 23rd to October 17th and smack dab in the middle. Boom. There we go. uh, Hamas attacks Israel. But I don't think that that's the end of it. Now, what were those astrological events? Well, you have uh, the asteroid Eris, which is named after the Greek goddess of discord, disharmony, 
who always right. riles things up. If you know the story of Eris, she, her and Ares are the ones that started the Trojan War, the Great Trojan War. Well, right. Eris, the asteroid, just moved into what's called a major node point, the north node of the moon. The node point is where the sun and the moon cross over on the elliptic. Um, there is only a certain amount of node points, and these are very, very um, like highly energetic points for uh, astrology. And so Eris just entered that north node point and doesn't move out of there for another few months. And that causes major discord and rift. The last time it was in there was uh, – it does this every 19 years. But um, when you go back that 19 years, that's the invasion of Afghanistan. You go back another 19 years, that's the Iraq War. All Middle East, all wars. And so it's interesting that – and I even said that Israel-Iran could be something that we see because the last times that we saw this was – the Middle East. So that is one. And then this this Saturday, we have the solar eclipse, which is another massive astrological event. And the time in between that is highly uh, volatile for this astrological energy, which they use. So right. we could see something happening up until Saturday. And I think even going further because we have a lunar eclipse at the end of the month. So we have like these three events and I think we could see a sequence of events that occur between that time frame. Uh, so I, I, I am I, I'm not convinced, but I am sure that something is going to happen. Something more is going to happen. And U.S. involvement is absolutely going to come. You're going to hear reports probably later tonight, this evening, of U.S. special forces going in there and rescuing those hostages. And I have a feeling that it's pro- – and I pray that I'm wrong. But I have a feeling that it's not going to go their way. Mm-hmm. That something's going to happen. Like the, the, the room's going to be rigged and everybody dies or something of that nature. I don't know. Right. It's just a feeling, but it, it's going to take a wrong turn to where, um, you know, American military will have to get more involved. So we get a guy that we go in, a couple guys get captured, a military, then they're tortured on TV, then we have to all go in there. Oh, this doesn't sound like a lot of fun right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The sad part of this is, Josh, is every, every bit of these things, we can just avoid all this, right? And I want, I want to make a statement here in the beginning. You said in the beginning, you said Hamas, right? Hamas, 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 Taliban, all these other things. We have to remember that these are political groups. Like We talked about this yesterday, that these are, these are, these are the CCP. These are the you know, de- Democrats. These are the Republicans. And when we talk about these political groups that are doing these things, we always think of these organized, you know, military, disenfranchised, don't have a country kind of thing. But these are people who have ideologies that are based on either religion or political stances, and usually both blended together. And then we have this problem that we're going to go in there and defend the CCP against the Chinese people. I'm using analogy here, folks. But this kind of concerns me that we keep running around and we keep chasing down all these different things. But if you go back in the, to the Bath Party and the thousands of years of war that's been in this entire region, this, is ne- this region's never at, not at war. They're always warring with each other. And that, this is, that we're going to escalate this and we have to get in there at the same time we have the economic problems we're having, uh, disease, all this other stuff. I'm going to put out, I'm going to put out my prediction. There has been... An enormous amount of uh, assassination uh, shows on TV 
They've been playing the movie Shooter over and over and over again. I think it was AMC or somebody had Shooter played almost the entire day yesterday. I'm wondering if they're not going to go ahead and create an assassination that then throws us all into what we can see as the World War chaos. And so I'm the saying assassination that, of Archduke Ferdinand. Yep. And then we all got to fight with each other because we're all the problem and we're all this and we're all that and blah, 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 blah. Oh, guys, we are we are racing towards the wrong answer and we don't even know what the question is. But anyway, that's my that's my prediction. I do see that there is going to be some type of, you know, we talk about red flag or false flag or 9-11 situation. Well, how much how you know, what 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 more would you need if, you know, the uh, Netanyahu the potato, uh, uh, was it uh, Putin gets, you know, assassinated or who's the oh, king of England or, you know, I'm saying there's all these different figureheads out there and there's all these attempts or can be attempts. What would be the shot heard around the world? And then we all get involved. <clears throat> well, I think that that would be uh, the shot heard around the world would be one that um, – reverberates obviously globally within the political geopolitical landscape. Right. Um, it would be one that would have relevance to the situation at hand. Mm -hmm. um, it would be one that sparks some type of ideological reaction. Right. <clears throat> and so looking at the Middle East, what's going on there right now, what would that one assassination be? Well, you'd either have to have – it would either have to be the uh, Iranian, whatever, tal whoever he is, uh, whatever that guy is, or you'd have to have Netanyahu, or you have either a Saudi prince. I mean that would get everybody all wound up, um, or king, and then, yeah, just those little major players in that area. But then what happens – What I don't see I don't see Zelensky going out, but I could definitely see Netanyahu, Putin, or Potato, or the King of England. Somehow, we, see, we haven't drug England into this. Where's England in this? Where's Europe in this? Germany's got a little bit of the dog in the fight, but where's the Swedes? Where's the you know? How do we get everybody else going in this whole thing? So, who would that be in that area as well? So, well, it would be I, the Ayatollah Khomeini would be probably the one that I could see being. Um, that specific, and so then we become if, a Muslim uprising, not just a regional. Well, yeah. So, well, and this plays into a bigger, bigger, larger part. Um, imagine if this is directly connected to Iran and the Ayatollah, mm -hmm. right? So, if this is directly connected to Iran and, and the in uh, Kalamani, uh, and Israel does something and bombs the crap out of the palace and takes out him. Um, yeah. You are going to have a radical uprising throughout the entire world. People coming out of the woodworks and raging, raising absolute cane among the world. Yeah. And I think that would be a significant one. Putin would be another one. Um, Netanyahu, I think, would probably do the same. Um, 
<laughs> Unfortunately, though, Biden, it, I, I don't think people would really care too much. Um, <laughs> no, I, I know we're laughing about this. I know we're laughing about this, and that's sick. I was but, trying to be real serious. I couldn't help it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to be. Like, I'm not trying to be that person where I'm laughing about this situation, but geopolitically, if if that did happen, obviously the United States would probably react. Um, But I don't think there would be like American citizens aren't going to, you know, grab arms and say, let's go to war. You know, they'd be like, like, hey, thanks, guys. You did us a favor or something, you know. Oh, now we got Kamala. Great. (laughs) Well, but still, I I think that. when we look at world leaders and we look at what has the most impact, um, mm-hmm. something of that nature would definitely spark that. And if they wanted to spark gl- global chaos and turmoil, um, it would be one of the top clerics within Islam um, right. that would maybe potentially yeah. plan this or one of the top Hamas or Hezbollah leaders. Uh, I know that they've captured a few people from Hamas already that are high ranking. Um so that would definitely kick this off. And right. this, is the, this is the scary part for everybody out there here in the United States of America, especially if you live in a liberal state or near liberal cities, is that the 3.5 million people that have came over the border in the last few years were not Central and South American migrants who were looking Bingo. for asylum. The majority of these people were being shipped over in troves from the Middle East, North Africa, and India into Venezuela, where they would lose their passports and then begin that journey, given assistance along the way by the United Nations, all the way up to the United States border. Mm-hmm. These are 18 to 35-year-old military-aged fighting men from foreign countries. These people, some of these people were trained in Northern Africa militant camps that were funded by the Russians and the Chinese. Some of these people are directly from Afghanistan. They're from uh, the war-torn Middle Eastern countries that, that breed radicalism. And now they are sitting in your American cities. Now they are sitting in New York City, Rochester, most likely. They're sitting everywhere that you they should not be sitting. Now, interesting enough, there was a massive warning that came out yesterday and actually i i'm looking for the information on this because i have this on my twitter feed and i talked about it on the podcast last night yeah but there was testimony given in congress um last month specifically about this this is todd benzman okay Now, who is Todd Benzman? Todd Benzman is a senior fellow for the Center for Immigration Studies, former manager in counterterrorism intelligence, Texas Department of Public Safety. Okay. Okay? So he is is a former manager of the counterterrorism and intelligence, Texas Department Department of Texas Public Safety for Intelligence and Counterterrorism Division. He testified to the Subcommittee on Immigration, Integrity, Security, and Enforcement of the United States House of Representatives, uh, the Committee on the Judiciary, on September 14th, 2023. All right. Okay? Yeah. And he testified before this in 2019. And what he said is he said there is 
Uh, he goes, you need to go out and search his name, Todd Benzman, B-E-N-S-M-A-N, and something called Unit 910. Okay? Hmm. Okay. Do you know what Unit 910 is? You're going to have to tell me. This is Hezbollah's Unit 910. And Hezbollah's Unit <sighs> 910 is um, one of the organizations that they were catching coming over the border from Texas. Right. Not only that is they have recruitment and targeting of Jews, and they are building um, infrastructure throughout the United States. And Todd, Todd came out, and he was discussing this on uh, Real America's Voice yesterday. And he said, he said, they're not coming. They're already here. Thousands upon thousands of Hezbollah Hamas sleeper cells in your cities right now, armed to the teeth, just waiting for Iran to give them the go-ahead. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Back to the Dark Delight Show. So what we have here is we have a situation brewing in the United States of America, potentially where the same type of instability we've seen in the Middle East and in Eastern Europe could potentially come to the United States of America. And this would be economically devastating as well as societal devastating. But the yeah. the key part here is that Americans are armed to the teeth. And I'll talk about that here in a minute. I know you wanted to mention a few things here, Jim. Yeah. Well, um, when I was in, when I was in uh, D.C. at the CPAC at the beginning of the year, uh, I happened to go to a meet and greet, which Tom, Tom Holmes, which is the uh, he was the uh, assistant director to Homeland Security or Border Patrol. Sorry, which mm-hmm. one was he? Border Patrol or Homeland? Um, anyway, he was there, and I went up to him. And this is the beginning of the year. So this was, what, uh, February or March? And I said, hey, Tom, I, just real quick question, Jim Price, Jim Price Show. Um, is these individuals, all these all these different individual fires, these derailments, these things like that, I said, are these – uh, are these sleeper cells in our country creating chaos? And this, and this is this this who is responsible for these things? And I didn't even get the last part of that sentence out. And he said, "Absolutely, we have been infiltrated, and these people are already in our country, and they're just waiting to be activated." Now that was nine months ago, eight months ago. Mm-hmm. So this is a situation when when Josh and I are talking, and Josh talks, you know, talked about on this show here is that guys, these people are coming across the border. We've caught we've caught what 115. FBI, terrorist watch list people alone, that doesn't count all the ones coming in shipping containers or coming in airplanes, coming in, you know, different ports across our country, coming through Canada. I mean, this is a real thing, guys. And in Canada, if you think Canada is trying to keep people out of their country so they won't come into ours, Canada's got its own problems. They got their own credibility issues with Trudeau up there. But I went to the individual who was responsible for the border security at the southern border who has testified openly in Congress on different feeds across you know different uh, platforms, and he said that these people are already here and they're the ones creating the con- uh, uh, the chaos we have. But the problem is, is when these guys activate through an Islamic Hezbollah whatever you know jihad thing moment because we killed or their, their Taliban guy gets killed, don't be surprised. I mean, this is a real threat, guys. This is what they plan to do, and it's not about. America's safety, because if it was about America's safety, we wouldn't have what we have right now. And it's not about Hispanics that are trying to come up for a better life. And there may be a lot of those that are in the middle of that, but they're being taken advantage of by those terrorists across this world. 
That's right. And what they're really waiting for is they're waiting for that specific moment where the world is in peril and completely destabilized. Uh, imagine if right after September 11th, the world reacted, and then all of a sudden there was a sequence of more events just like that. That's what they're waiting for, and I think that this is the prime opportunity where they want that. Now, what does that really mean? It means that these people are being funded, and this is being planned and perpetuated. They're pawns on a chessboard that are being utilized by chess players who are far levels above them. This is the globalists, this is the elitists of the world who are throwing the world in the turmoil so that they can usher in the new world order. But in order to usher in the new world order, they have to burn down the old world order. Yep. I think that that's important to note. Jim, you and I have talked um, um, intensively about mm. the hidden history of the, of the world, of the United States, and how it appears that not only just 150 years ago, Mm-hmm. That society was actually much different than we've been led yep. to believe. That history has been manipulated. And it's almost like history was quite literally covered up and blown up or just yeah. torn down. That the the architecture within civilization, the the culture was completely removed from this earth and history just rewritten to a new story. Absolutely. And that, that's a real thing, guys. I'm, I'm going to go back to Nashville this weekend, and uh, me and Josh are going to be there. We're speaking at an event oh, there gonna, on let's Saturday. Do a, let's do, a, like a, let's do like a, a video of it, and we'll go into them, and I'll yeah. break down the symbology. We can do that. Well, I want to show the mud flood bridge that's sitting right next to the exact replica of the Parthenon who has a 42-foot statue of Athena in it. And there's a mud flood bridge right next to it. I don't know why I didn't take a picture, but I guess I was in, like, in awe of all these things right in my face. Um, guys, there is a there's the Dark Ages, which is about 282 years that was eliminated from our history. Well, the problem was they didn't eliminate it; they just they just accelerated the calendar. And if you actually start getting around to what is really going on around us, we should be in the 1700s right now. But at the same time, if the the people that were quote unquote in control didn't know how to operate the systems that were in the buildings during quote unquote during the World's Fairs, Buffalo, New York. Omaha, Nebraska, Chicago, St. Louis, Nashville, New York. There's all these across this country where we had these huge world's fairs that had electricity and baby factories and all this other stuff. My problem is, folks, is that the amount of lying that's going on just in our history, and it shows that maybe just within maybe a thousand years ago, we had a cataclysmic impact, which I would say would be the Gulf of Mexico with a side impact being the meter crater in Arizona, that we had a washing away or the flood, the great flood that did reset things. And then the fact that we have come back and tried to repopulate America, I do believe at one time was the crown of earth, the earth and that the center of civilization was here, but it was targeted by what? I don't know, a, a water a, a meteor or a not a water meteor, but a um, comet, a water comet, some type of weapon that flashed a bunch of water and crystallized or caramelize the trees in the petrified forest. I don't know, but if you kind of look at the Midwest, you look at the west part of our country, it looks like an impact zone. If you look at the Gulf of Mexico, it looks like an impact zone. But what I'm telling you right now is the mud flood effects. Well, there, was, there, was, there are temples, and they say temples, and cities on top of mountains who are completely silted in on top of a mountain that have seashells, who have all these different arthropods and stuff inside of the dirt that's inside of these buildings that were on top of mountains. 
and yet we all want to talk about our religions and things like that. That's how they keep us from, from coming together with greater knowledge. There's so much about what we've been lied about, and I'm telling you guys right now, I was a youth pastor, I was in the church, I was doing the things I was supposed to do, all these things, and now I'm looking at history in plain English, I'm observing it myself, and I have to go, what is really going on here? Why did we have the World Wars that destroyed all these artifacts? Why did we have the World War I, World War II? Why did, during the uh, Afghan war, did they go and start tearing down museums and getting rid of artifacts? Why? Because they don't want us to know our power. They don't want us to know the truth because they don't have control of us if we have our own knowledge. And that's what they're afraid of. They're afraid of losing control. And if they can kill you and they just get rid of you, then they maintain the narrative and the lie, and it's all nothing but a con. And this war and other wars like it were really there to cover up the history and what's really going on around us. I think you're spot on. I think that's exactly what war is utilized for, at least these large global wars, is to completely wipe out all the architecture of the prior civilization and change history. Mm -hmm. You know, Winston Churchill, um, during World War II, he was sitting with his assistant when he gave the order to completely level a German city. Uh, mm -hmm. A German town that was uh, they, they believed that there was a weapons factory underneath the school and there was kids in school during this time. And Churchill right. gave the order to absolutely level the school and the factory. And his his aide looked at him and said, you know, Mr. Churchill, how, how can you do that? There's women and children down there and, and they're going to all die because of that. What is history going to think of you? And Churchill snickered and laughed and looked at him and said, my dear boy. Don't be so stupid. It's the winners of the war that write history. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a sad part of this, guys, is that when we think about the destruction of things, why did they go after so many things? Why did uh, why did the uh, – remember when the Obamas kind of sloughed off uh, Notre Dame being burnt? Remember she kind of scoffed at the whole thing? Mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot to this, folks, that they're trying to get rid of our history, trying to get rid of our power. And I don't know why it is I have I'm, – I, I am – I'm deep diving into this part of my life now. This is a big, big thing for me. I'm going to be really pushing on this lost history that we really have. And there are other people out there ahead of me. I know that. I'm learning from them. I'm learning what I can. I'm compiling that knowledge. But guys, all these times that they have gone in and destroyed our countries over and over and over again, bombing churches, bombing all these things, why? Why do they take the brass bells out of all these church t towers? Because the brass and the copper resonance that would go out and heal the countryside, heal the people, bring the vegetation in a harmony with the world around it, they, d they closed those up with stained glasses and took away the brass bells so you would not be able to find your power. And it is that simple. I'm not trying to, to change what you do on the Sundays and those kind of things, but I'm just telling you, start looking a little bit more around you, and you'll find out that there is so many, so many answers right in front of us. We have to be more observant. Agreed. Oh, well, us. It, oh, I was about to jump in, and then all of a sudden, yep. boom, there comes <laughs> commercial the, break. Uh, the commercial break. All right, we'll be, re be right back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Oh, wow. So sad. I mean, it, this has been going on for so long, though. That's the 1980. Sad. That's 1980 right there, folks. That came out in 1980. I was, uh, I was minus one years old then. I was just going to be, I was just going to be turning nine. I was, I was minus one, man. I was, uh, wow. 
Not even a thought within my parents' mind. Nope. The egg was there, but the boys weren't yet, so yep. that's how that works. Um, well, think about that, guys. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, it was Kilikami for Mommy because we had the Cold War, right? Because the Russians were the the big adversary. That was that was a thing. I remember kids, we played that stuff. I mean, that was stuff on the playground. Well, not, not only cowboys and Indians, but you had to kill the commies too, right? So kill the mm-hmm. Russians. But this is a sad part of this is that we fall for this as if it's a new idea. Like what would we what I say yesterday? All these situations are the same. They just changed the top, the very first word, the very first whoever it is. Oh, it's Turkey. No, it's Iran. No, it's Sudan. No, it's I mean, it's the same story and we keep going back into it. How do you break the pattern, guys? You don't fall for it. You don't go into it. Anyway, you had something you were going to tell us right before the break. Oh, no, it was, uh, this was breaking. There are casualties being reported after about 30 minutes of airstrikes in the Israel city of Ashkelon, originally from the Al-Khazam brigades of Hamas and the Gaza Strip. Hamas warned Israelis to evacuate the area prior to 5 p.m. Almost exactly at 5 p.m., the attacks began. Well, at least they gave warning, right? That was <laughs> nice of them. That's how you do war. Hey, guys, I'm going to bomb you. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Uh, hey, by the way, Sam uh, Sam Freed, the uh, the weirdo with FTX, his trial's going on right now. Anybody talking about that? Anybody? Anybody? Nothing? Hmm. We lost $100 billion to that fraud, and nobody's talking about it. All right, cool. That's good to know where our priorities are. Golly, guys. That's all right. We're cool. Just don't worry about the billions that are government and I uh, was Ukraine took remember Ukraine took all their donations through FTX remember that whole thing oh, that the money well, that we not, had to send not was all through? of them it was so the way the Ukraine um, FTX thing actually operated was that the Bank of Ukraine um, and the Ukrainian crypto and alternative currency minister or whatever his name was he had a really good relationships with FTX and so in September, before Russia invaded, the September 2021, um, you had them create a whole new finance department through the Bank of Ukraine, where they set up crypto wallets for the country, taking in Bitcoin, Ethereum, and a few other cryptocurrencies, and integrated it into their financial system. Now, in order to do that, they had to have some type of facilitator to operate those crypto wallets. And that's where FTX came in and basically gave them API access. So FTX became kind of like the holding company that was in the backdrop uh, for the wallets. So when the American money started flowing in, that money was bought, Mm -hmm. the money that bought crypto would then go into an FTX bank account or an FTX crypto account. And right. they would basically make those transactions and purposes uh, purchases through FTX. And so FTX would take that money from Ukraine, hold the crypto, and then loan that money out to these subsidiary businesses and then send that money directly to politicians. That's how yeah. that scam worked. Well, well, that's – I mean scam. I mean you mean you mean politics, right? You don't mean scam. Yeah. They, weren't, they weren't scamming us, Josh. I mean, that wasn't – they would – why are they personally benefiting from the atrocities of Ukraine? I don't – how dare you? <laughs> God. I just uh, – guys, this is it. I mean that's another – I mean if you don't start you know, really coming to grips with what's going on, I mean they're going to continue to do it. Don't hold them accountable. We'll just keep doing what we're doing. We'll get them on the next election, Josh. How about that next election? We'll do that. This oh, 
Do we? So if we're in the wartime, you have a wartime president. Isn't that when we do the foregoing of the election? Mm-hmm. Don't we have? Isn't that when we're at war? When we declare war? That's right. That'd be mm. a wartime president. How do we? How does that? How do we get into a war, Josh? Oh, by putting our nose into the Middle East again? Oh, great. And we get Congress to support Israel, so that way no one – if you don't support Israel, you're an anti – is it anti-Semite? Is, it, is that what it is when you're anti-Israel? That's right. If you don't support Israel, you are an anti-Semite. <sighs> it's not that – I mean, come on. Why do we have to – we put people in boxes, man, and then we just act stupid because we can't help ourselves. All right. Well, anyway, that's uh, – that's <laughs> – <laughs> it's like we don't want to. I don't want to play Middle East War anymore. Oh. <laughs> well, it's the same theme over and over and over again. That's what they do, right? Yeah. Bodies into the grinder. Didn't Pink Floyd talk about that in uh, Brick in the Wall? Didn't they show them like a sausage machine where the bodies were falling in and they were just yeah. puking out the end? Yeah, yeah. The wall. Hmm. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, he's how how prophetic was a lot of that. Anyway. Well, that whole album right. was pro- very prophetic. Yeah. Telling the future. Well, but the thing is, did they tell the future or were just repeating the future? Did he just observe what had already happened in World War II, wrote it down, sang about it, and then turn around and we're just doing it again? Where I mean, we're not that far off of the First World War timing. When did the First World War take off? Was that – when was that? Was that in the 20s, 1920s? What was that? I can't uh, remember. The First World War, 1917. Oh, so we're a little late. Oh. Or have we already been in the Third World War this whole time? Um, well, we I think we've been in the Third World War this whole time, Jim. I honestly think so. And I think that actually what's happening right now is the start of World War III. That, that's kind right. of where we're at. This is the start of World War III is what we're actually seeing here. Okay. Well, we're a little late to repeat the patterns of the last century, so well, we've got to get caught up. Oh, would that have been – okay, so that would have been the timing with 2016 election. See, we would have went into a world war if Hillary had bothered to get in there in 2016. So by 2017, we're in a full-blown world war, right, which would have repeated World War I. Mm-hmm. Do you see how that lines up? And then oh, we, well, that he yeah, kind of screwed- like the, that's called the fourth turning, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So we actually – he screwed that up for us. Oh, man, we could have been playing world war since 2016. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, as much no as we laugh so about this, this, this is really serious issues here, and yeah. uh, it's just a sad thing. Is is this is being perpetuated? This is uh, this was fueled the fire. The gasoline was thrown on the fire, and I believe that they're not going to allow this fire to go out. That they're going to keep on pressing this one um, until you have full Middle Eastern war engagement. And then Europe is going to get involved. They're going to find a way to blame this on Russia. And once they blame it on Russia, then they're going to blame it on Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. We know this. Come on. Yeah. He's the one that caused the war. His his over-reporting the value of Mar-a Largo, that's what's causing this Middle East disturbance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's okay. That's fine. I mean, it, whatever. They don't need a good reason. Let's just, that What we're saying... What we're saying is they don't need a good reason. This is just them doing what they usually do. 
They don't really care what the facts are. They don't care whether there's real hostages or not. They're going to go in there, and they're going to blame all the bombing. They could show the bomb coming from America, flying across a, you know, the Atlantic Ocean, landing in the great, you know, in the wall right there in Israel, and they'll still blame it on Iran. That's how mm-hmm. they do this. It's not. I mean, literally, we could like, okay, like the Nord Stream pipeline. Why aren't we talking about that anymore? We, you and I, us, the Americans, we blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. Why are we not talking about that? Because they tried to blame it on Russia, remember? Russia's like, uh, bet we didn't. Uh, you guys were there. You guys were playing. Like, what? Russia blew up the North? No, listen, folks. Here's the facts. Oh, well, you, uh-uh, it was Russia. I mean, guys, we do it all the time. We're not, we're not, we're not, <clears throat> we're not going to end up on the right side of history on this one. That's all I have to say about that. Probably not. Probably not. And this is, this is what it's about it's about taking down the western global order and replacing it with a new global homogeny that is a little bit more radical and globalist centrist and russia i don't think russia is being played in that but i think russia is playing that side i think china is definitely being played in this Mm-hmm. Because China will lose its national sovereignty. But I think that what we're seeing here is being orchestrated by the, all these other world powers against the Western nations. And this is all being funded, fueled, um, and perpetuated. And it's going to continue. It's going to persist. And I think that things are only going to get a little worse from here. But we have to. We have to remember that you have to go through the darkness before you can get to the light. That's it. All right, guys. Much Keep love. Keep your head on a swivel, folks. Take care. Be vigilant. Stay alert. We'll see you guys tomorrow. See you guys.